Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Horror Haven Podcast. My name is Dylan. I'm Sierra. I'm Rich, what's up? <laughs> uh, today we're doing a creature film episode. We're going to be talking about three movies involving creatures. The movies that we're going to be covering are The Thing, The Descent, and Splinter. And it's Dylan's birthday. And it's my birthday, so we hope you guys enjoy <laughs> men have just discovered something for 100,000 years it was buried in the snow and ice now it has found a place to live inside where no one can see it or hear it or feel it I know I'm human some of you are still human this thing doesn't want to show itself it wants to hide inside an imitation it'll fight if it has to but it's vulnerable out in the open if it takes us over and it has no more enemies. Nobody left to kill it. And then it's one. You guys gonna listen to Gary? It'd be one of those things! So we'll get started with The Thing. It came out in 1982 and was directed by John Carpenter. This was probably my favorite of the three movies that we watched, but I did have my complaints mm-hmm. about it. Uh, I think that when it comes down to like makeup and special effects, it was by far the best in that aspect yeah. of, the, of like the three movies that we watched. But I didn't like a lot of stuff about it at the same time. So. Well, just, you know, based on it coming out in the late 80s like it was definitely ahead of its time with like the special effects and everything they used there was literally like you know zero cgi in this movie yeah no that aspect of it was amazing and uh i think we looked up last night that the, yeah, the makeup read, artist yeah the makeup artist who i can't think of his name right now he was only 21 when he, he did was this. yeah he was 22 when he started the project and he actually had to be hospitalized for exhaustion because he, by the time he them, was work, he was overworking yeah, himself. Yeah, by the time they got to post production, he basically lived at the studio and he never left. So he got hospitalized for exhaustion. But I mean, it definitely shows the the special effects in this movie are some of the best I've seen. And it came out in '82, and mm-hmm. it's like with all the advancements we've made with special effects, this is still like trumping all of those. Yeah, and but it makes it, it makes me a little mad though, like looking at it because it makes me want like when I watch newer horror movies and there's so much CGI, I'm like, fuck, man, you can make it look so much better with the makeup. Well, exactly. It's like you know, it goes back to the amount of work that put into it. Yeah. It's a, it's the amount of work nowadays. People are just lazy. They use the computer to do everything. When this movie came out, you know, I think during one of the interviews with the guy who did the makeup and everything like that was like, yeah, most of it was just like melting bubble gum and shit like that. <laughs> just creative ways that they found out to make it look realistic. That you know, yeah. Like what I hate about it is CGI. When you watch it. it you lose the immersion of it because it's it's like you would tell it's obviously Mm -hmm. fake and with this like there were parts like um when the when the creature first infected the dogs and Mm -hmm. what was the guy's name blair the doctor Mm -hmm. he was cutting the creature open and it it actually looks like an actual animal that he's cutting open and like dissecting yeah nowadays i feel like you wouldn't get something that great no not at all 
there were parts. My biggest complaint with the movie was it was a really slow burn. Yeah, but there 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 really wasn't anything to me that was like um like the big part of the movie. You like you know how every movie has like that scene that's like okay here's the turning point here's the movie like I feel like it didn't really have that. It was just kind of like creatures throughout it but it wasn't anything like there wasn't any big huge reveals to the creature to me it just seemed kind of like uh you know well i i got i gotta disagree with that with the whole reveal thing because you know it starts out with the whole you don't know what exactly it is it just kind of bursted out of the ice and you don't really know what it's doing you know you see some weird creature attack the dogs and they burn this weird looking thing underneath the house and everything but when you when you find out that it's actually like manipulating and like turning into like actual organisms and you have no idea i think that added a whole nother aspect to it like you know a creep factor where like you look at all the characters and you're like you know is kurt russell one of them right now like i wish i wish that kurt russell was (laughs) i love i love the paranoia like theme throughout the movie though because it kind of plays into like slasher movies where you don't know who the killer is at you the don't end know of the who movie. to trust like yeah you, you, that whole sense of paranoia throughout the whole thing where you you don't know who's who and one of my favorite scenes in the movie was the part where they were doing the blood tests when With they were the, mm-hmm. like and, copper wire yeah and it was such a suspenseful scene because you're like you wa- you're waiting to see who's infected and who's not infected because you know one of them's uh, gonna be I infected felt so bad when he tested the blood of the guy that he shot in the head and it was it tested negative i was like oh you <laughs> killed that guy that sucks yeah um the, during that scene it was great when they tested the guy who, who actually was infected and then like you know his head falls off and his head sprouts like the legs yeah. with the eyes that come out of it and like it- it was just they, they totally went above and beyond with like making up this thing as like its own organism that's like highly adaptable and everything because it was just like it's almost like um, becomes spider like once it's like revealed yeah. like once once the alien it's an alien right yeah once the alien realizes that you know it's not like a dog or a person it shows itself is what it seems mm-hmm. like once you realize okay that's not that person that's the alien it reveals itself and kind of almost gets spider like. Yeah, I hate it. That was really my only other big complaint was that I hated that it was an alien. I feel like I would have liked it more if it was just something that they discovered in Antarctica, like a... So just like, forget it's an alien. Like, less... <laughs> well, I mean, they like go under the spaceship and everything, but like... Yeah, the UFO. Yeah, but like, less detail, I feel like would have been better because... I would. This is one of those movies where I'd want to be left wondering, like, what was that thing? Was it just something yeah. that was left there, like prehistoric almost? That... Yeah, like if it, if it was just an archaeological dig or something yeah. like that, and they stumbled across this thing frozen in the ice. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I, um, I have another complaint about this. What? Okay, there was doctors. There was what Blair and one other doctor, right? That were like doctor doctors. I think. Yeah. They were like not doctor looking guys. Like, they looked like... They did not look like doctors. <laughs> That's a complaint. Yeah, they did look like... <laughs> That's not really no, a complaint. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like watching That's a this. shitty complaint. No, no. It, it's, it's a valid thing because it's like you're playing the character of a doctor and they're not... Act, like, they don't talk like doctors. They don't look like doctors. They don't act like doctors. They act like dickwads. Can we talk for a second about Kurt Russell's character, McCreary, and how, like, 
not give a fuck. He like <laughs> he did not give he a shit burned, at all. He just burned everything. Not even that, down. but like they're like, oh, there's this alien that's taking people over, and he's just like, oh, I don't care. I want to go back to my cabin, get drunk, and pass out. I don't really give a shit. That's just Kurt Russell, though. I feel like yeah. in every movie he he plays Kurt Russell. Yeah. I mean, he was very nonchalant about the whole thing. I like wish when he had an eye patch in this movie too. <laughs> yeah. When when he gets when he gets exiled outside be, with the other guy, like locked in the cabin because they think he might be one of the aliens, and then you know he comes back and somehow like hijacks a, a flamethrower and everything, and it's just kind of like takes control of the whole situation over again. Like it's just badass. Had, I love that they had a supply of flamethrowers just in case like just yeah. in case we need these they, they never explained what you know it's to what melt the... ice I think yeah, I'm, I'm convinced it was to melt ice that, well I nope. can't think many other reasons that's they my, would have it for that's, that, there's my third complaint about this movie there's a scene where he lights something on fire and there's snow around it and ice around it and the ice and snow is not melting and it's like right in the fire it's and, when they're burning the bodies and it, like, they, they keep going back and showing it and like that that chunk of ice still didn't melt, and I was like, Dylan, why is this not melting? It didn't melt. Yeah, that's that's my complaint. Not enough flamethrowers. This movie could have <laughs> been flamethrowers. It, it, it could have been forty-five minutes shorter if they just had more flamethrowers. <laughs> let's just um, let's write to the director, John Carpenter. Let's get a hold of him and be like, dude, what were you get thinking? your shit straight, sir. <laughs> we need flamethrowers like ASAP. I, I really like the ending of the movie after McCreary blows the uh, the bunker up and Childs comes and he hasn't been around in like 30 minutes and they kind of have that whole like, oh, where have you been? And he's just like, well, you know, we really don't have anything to fight for anyway, so it really doesn't matter if one of us is infected. And they kind of just sit there with each other and... It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> because honestly, like, if Childs is infected, what's going to happen? He's just going to kill Kurt Russell, and then vice versa if Kurt, Ru- Kurt Russell is infected. I read online that there was theories, though, um, that Childs was infected because earlier in the movie, Kurt Russell was making co- Molotov cocktails, and at the end of the movie, he offers Childs a drink, and Childs takes a sip of the bottle, and it was, and then Kurt Russell laughs. So there's this like long-going theory since the movie came out that he was drinking more. kerosene, but he... <laughs> If it was the alien, he wouldn't have known the difference. Oh uh, wow! I've never I've never heard that theory before. That's yeah. actually uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, I I do kind of see, you know, if one of them was an alien at, at the end of the movie, um, there would be some benefit of taking over the other person too, because then you would have two more alien specimens like ready to go back to the actual world, opposed to just one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Kurt Russell was asked about it in an interview recently, and he said that he really doesn't like that because it takes away from the mystery of the movie, that the ending of the movie was meant to have that mystery. So for people to go on and like, oh, well, this is what happened. Like, Oh, yeah. I, was, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't complaining about that. No, I, no, I know. Yeah. To- it was totally great. Just like, you know, we'll Don't talk about that. Don't offend Kurt Russell, Rich. <laughs> Jeez. We'll, we'll talk Russell. about <laughs> we'll talk about the remake during the remake episode. But in the remake of the movie, like at the end, the dog, like you know, one of the wolves or the dogs from the beginning that was attacked, is like looking at you know the helicopter as it's flying away, and the dog runs away. So it kind of has the same like mystery behind it. Of well, the um, uh, the 
remake that came out in 2011. I haven't watched it since it came out, so it's not really I fresh in my mind. I remake at all. I guess mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a prequel. So the dog at the end of that movie is supposed to be the dog that was infected in the beginning of... The original. The original. That that makes absolutely no sense. I, 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 like I said, I haven't watched it in a long time. <laughs> he didn't so. <laughs> decide that it was a prequel. Someone else did. Yeah. <laughs> I think somebody else is talking out of their ass. Um, it's funny because... Uh, Dylan put this movie, we watched it last night, yeah. Dylan put the movie on, and I honestly did not think that I saw this movie, and we're watching it, and I'm like, Dylan, this isn't a movie, it's like, this this has that weird thing in it, right? And he's like, well, yeah, it has a weird thing in it, and I'm like, <laughs> we're you doing, know. We're doing weird... a creature I episode, go, <laughs> yeah, it has a weird thing no, in I it. Go, I go, it's, <laughs> is it a weird thing in a dog? Does that weird thing go in a dog? And he's like, yeah, it does. I was like, oh, fuck, I've seen this movie, I watched it when I was like five. <laughs> and I completely forgot that I watched it until it came on, and it was like, we didn't see anything about the actual movie yet, like it had just started, and I was like, wait, no way, I did see this. <laughs> and I was really excited at that point, because I hadn't seen it since I was five. I think it's, it still held up for me. I thought it was, overall, I thought it was good. Um, I brought up to Sierra, because I remember watching, like, when I remember watching Halloween, I haven't watched it in years, but um, the original Halloween, which is also made by John Carpenter... Mm-hmm. I remember when Lori's babysitting, they're watching the thing on TV, and I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. So I looked into it, and Halloween came out in, I want to say, 70, 79. 78 or 79, yeah. And then um, <clears throat> this movie came out in 82. So I was like, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. So I looked into it more, and I guess the movie they were watching was The Thing from Another Planet, I think is what it was called. And it was... The original version of this movie that came out in 1951, both the original and this movie that came out in 82 were based on a, a novella that came out in ni- the 1930s, but John Carpenter's version that came out in 82 was more faithful to the novella, but I just mm-hmm. thought it was funny that John Carpenter's movie that came out three years before like had that little Easter egg in it before they even knew that he was going to be making this movie. <laughs> yeah. Is a pretty cool coincidence. Yeah, very cool, actually. Um, you know, since we didn't get give kind of a synopsis of what this movie was about, Kurt Russell is with, you know, a bunch of scientists in Antarctica to find this f- giant frozen thing that they don't know what it is, for lack of a better term. They dig it out of the ice, and it kind of, when it warms up, kind of just jumps out and runs away when they're partying. And, uh, yeah pretty much shape shifts and just takes i don't think it i don't think taking people over is an accurate description of it because it, it kind of mimics yeah it it kills and eats it and then mimics what it just you know killed and ate mm-hmm. so that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> dylan would be a chicken nugget right now i fucking love chicken nuggets <laughs> yeah, dylan, i wouldn't eat dylan he's bony yeah another fun fact about this movie is Toby Hooper was originally supposed to direct it, which is the <laughs> director for the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Love Toby Hooper. Yeah, I feel like it would have been a completely different movie if we got that. I'm He's really kind of like curious. He's a master, though. Toby Hooper makes horror horror. Like, it's scary. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to what it would have been if it went in that direction. Yeah, yeah it would have been a totally different movie, but... um. It's funny, though, because this movie itself, it, like, John Carpenter, you, like, um, when I hear John Carpenter, I immediately go to Halloween, you know? And this is totally different style from Halloween, honestly. 
Yeah. So I'm actually kind of like it's it's almost confusing to watch this and be like, oh yeah, John Carpenter, because it, it is a, a different style, really. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's good. It's just very different. Yeah, John Carpenter has said in interviews and stuff too that out of all of his movies this he's made, this is his favorite. Yeah, which is really surprising because I would think that like his biggest franchise would be his favorite, but. I think mm-hmm. this movie's pretty big, though. It's, it's not. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's not really Halloween, big, yeah. but it's it's pretty big. I'm kind well, of glad it's just that it, it's not Halloween because Halloween had a bunch of different installments. This one was a one and done kind of deal. That's what I was gonna say. I'm kind of glad that they didn't keep going with it to where they made a bunch of sequels and everything because they definitely could have. Yeah, I definitely that, that that gets me because you could love a movie. Uh, like the the first movie, Halloween, love it. It's great, but once they take it to a point, it's like okay, all right. I've seen this movie before. I think that's every slasher movie from the eighties and nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. Friday Thirteenth, Freddy, Halloween. Uh, also, we can go back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but that series did a great job with it, in my opinion. <laughs> Well, yeah, when you reboot it seven times, you're, <laughs> it's going to yeah, be Yeah, but the thing to... with Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, like, somebody different made every movie, pretty much. Overall, <laughs> I like this movie. I would give it, like, a 8 out of 10, I think. The, the special effects were really good. I, the only thing I really didn't like was the alien aspect and the, like, slow burn build-ups. You, you have no complaints about the ice not melting? No, and I don't have any complaints about people not looking like doctors. So, <laughs> where would you give it, Rich? Uh, I'd have to agree with you. I'm gonna have to do eight out of ten on this one. You know, it's a classic. It's it blows as far as special effects are concerned. It blows every other classic horror movie's effects out of the water. Um, yeah, it, it would have been good for, you know, plot-wise if it was just kind of something they discovered. It would kind of fit better into our creature feature kind of um, episode today if if it wasn't, you know, from, they, they didn't put the outer space thing in, you know, mm. in it. But it was definitely a amazing movie. Well, I mean, I, I still consider it a creature movie. I mean, it's a, even if it is an alien, it's still a creature that's preying on these people so i think yeah. it fits in with the episode pretty well okay i'm gonna agree with you guys and also give it an eight out of ten because the makeup was to die for it was amazing are you sure effects. you're not going to take any points off for the doctors not looking like doctors no, I, just, okay. I just had to find something to, to complain about and i have one request if anybody ever makes another movie my dog wants to be one of the dogs that gets killed <laughs> Don't kill our dog. No, well, no, they're not really gonna kill it, but he's gonna—he's gonna sell tickets. Is what he's gonna do. I don't want any more thing movies. Nobody take that idea. <laughs> Sarah, but she saw someone back. So there. what? I don't think I saw someone. I saw someone. No, you heard something and you saw what you wanted to see. It's the dark. It plays tricks on people.
the descent? Yeah. Let's talk about the descent. Right. Dylan's fave. Uh no, I wouldn't say it was my favorite. I think of all the movies we watched, the thing was my favorite. Are you kidding me, Dylan? You literally have gone on about the descent for like I like the descent. The entire our entire relationship. You've been like, dude, go to watch the descent. And every time I've watched it and gotten halfway through and been like, I don't really know about this movie. He's like, No man, it's great. <laughs> I love it's it. It's great. I love it. I I mean I remember watching it for the first time with a couple of my friends and we watched it in the middle of the night and we snuck out of the house afterwards and we went and don't let howard hear this shit (laughs) (laughs) we uh we were just hanging out outside and it was like two in the morning and like every noise we heard we're just like what the fuck was that like we were actually like scarred from this movie like i think it does a good job as far as the creepiness why don't we give a, a brief plot summary on this movie um it starts out with three women rafting and they finish their raft ride. Uh, and the woman, the main character gets into a car accident and her husband and child are killed in it. So a year later, her friends decide that they're going to get her mind off of it by taking her on a trip to these tourist caves. But the one friend's a dumb bitch <laughs> and brings them to not tourist caves. And that's where these creatures live and kill them all. Yeah, the creatures were people. Well, like it doesn't Wendigos. say. Yeah, it doesn't say straight up, but they're basically people they that got trapped in the cave and kind of adapted over the years to living and hunting in the caves. Definitely went to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. Hands down. Um, I liked. I I really enjoyed the camera style of this. Like you know, uh, parts like I like in the caves. There were parts that made me feel so claustrophobic watching it, and even to this day, I've watched it so many times, and I still watch it. And I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> that, that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. it's so like when it's outside the ca- cave, it's like a typical movie. But as soon as they get down in the darkness of the cave, they they use a really good job, you know, right up in the actresses' faces with the cameras. It, it shows the you know, like you said, Dylan, the, how claustrophobic it was down there, but also how dark it was too. It, it does a really good job of like almost every scene in the movie. You know, there's a part like part of this like the scene that's like complete. You could see how dark the cave is. Like, well, they also do a good job with that because they have. Um... There's a lot of scenes where you see, where we as viewers see the the creatures living in the cave, but the actresses don't see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I I love the uh, the with the whole lighting too. Like, it, I think it added to the scariness of the movie because we're seeing at at times what they're seeing. So like, if one of them shines their flashlight over slowly, we have mm-hmm. that same anticipation of is there something that's going to be there when they stop their flashlight, or are they going to see something as they're moving this flashlight? And it's not something where we're like we see it in the background and we're waiting for them to see it, or we know it's there. It's like we get the same shock that they're getting. Um, this... I, I didn't like the beginning of the movie. I didn't like how it takes an hour of the movie before, like, the creatures come in and stuff starts happening. Like, I really didn't care about all these characters' backstories and who's sleeping with who. It's like, Sira said it perfectly when we were watching it. It's like a chick flick movie that turns bad. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely, like... You know, every time I watch this movie, it's more apparent that, like, one of her friends was definitely having an affair with her husband. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said that yeah. as soon as he put it on. I was like, that girl is sleeping with her husband. <laughs> I yep. can tell. And, uh, you know, definitely was a, a chick-oriented movie um, until, obviously, uh, shit goes down. 
But um, this this was another movie like the thing where the ending kind of um, left it open to interpretation what actually happens yeah, afterwards. They made a second one, and it, it continues the story in the second one, but it's it's really forgettable. Like I watched the second one, and I couldn't tell you anything that happens in it. I think it was like a really shitty like one of those low budget. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one, but when I was like looking at the actresses in the first one, I'm like, wait, they were in the second one? I could have sworn I saw this lady's neck get chewed out. Like, yeah, how the hell? I, I want to after watching this for this episode, I want to go back and watch the sequel again because I'm I really don't remember what happens in it or how they go on with that. But mm-hmm. yeah, like the ending, it's really bittersweet for me. I can't I. Every time I watch it, I can't tell if I like it or hate it. I hate the fact that it shows her, like, get out, and they have this whole scene of her escaping and everything, and they're like, oh, just kidding, and she's stuck down there. But I do like the scene where, uh, at the ending, she's with her daughter, and they have the birthday cake, and she smiles, and it's almost, she's, like, accepting the fact that she's going to die. There's nothing she can do about it. I think she's more smiling because she knows she's going to be with her daughter again. Yeah, that's what I mean. But she's like accepting the fact that she's gonna die. I think she's. Yeah. I think for her, death is an escape from the hell she's living in. Yeah. Well, Honestly, you know, it it kept showing. Died. Yeah, it kept showing throughout the movie that, like, you know, it was um, her daughter sitting there in front of the birthday cake. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the one of the major lines in the movie is when she gets trapped in in the tunnel before it collapses. And um, the one friend says to her, like, you've already been through hell. Like, what more? And you're still here. Yeah, yeah. Like, what what are you what more are you afraid of? I feel for that woman. That's so sad. (laughs) Yeah, it it was definitely a a pretty brutal uh, thing to go through. But like after, you know, her saying that to her and then it's like she's the one in the end of this movie who's like kicking ass and taking names like just full on Rambo. Mm-hmm. I love how brutal she is with uh, Juno, too, where she, uh, the things are coming, she's holding the axe up, and rather than kill her, she, like, hits her in the leg with the axe. Just, ma- yeah, mains just, her. Yeah, and just leaves her there for the, the creatures to get her. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely had that coming. The, uh, the creatures in the movie were really well done, too. Um, I love the eyes. The eyes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it was like, okay... If you looked, like, at the close-ups of the face, it was really cool because it was, like, they almost had pockets mm-hmm. where their eyes would be. And then, like, in the corner, the deep corner, like, by the nose, they were, like, in the inside corner. So you could only see the eyes if they looked a certain direction. Well, the creatures in this movie, I didn't say anything to you while we were watching the movie because after I read that, it was all I could see. Um, the creatures in this movie, the design was based off of Nosferatu. That makes so much sense. It, yeah. it, it is very Nos, Nosferatu. Yeah. I love that movie. And But it, it is it is almost like a human-bat hybrid. Like, they adapted to live down in the caves. They didn't have to see to hunt. And it... I kind of almost call bullshit on a lot of parts in the movie because there's so many scenes where they're just making so much noise and the things don't hear them at all and then there's times where they make like the tiniest noise and the things see like come after them and hear them and i don't know i want to know how how the creatures distinguish like i know obviously the sounds that they make but how do they distinguish like each other from 
from the other hunting yeah. yeah i was wondering that too i'm, I'm guessing it is the sounds they're making because every time they're around each other <laughs> they were making that like clicking noise the mm-hmm. thing though too that that um confuses me with this is that like obviously if they touch something the creatures if they touch something they're gonna feel it and there was like a scene when i, th- I want to it was like the main girl Sarah. like it was like literally was like had its hand on her head Mm. I was sitting there and was, like, looking around, like, looking for her. Well, I might have thought it was, like, a dead body that... Yeah, but, like, all the bodies that were there were bones. Yeah. And it wasn't like she was in an area where her friend was. That was Nobody said the creatures were smart. (laughs) I guess they're just not... Maybe, but that was, like, one thing that um, did bother me with the creatures is that, like, oh, they can hunt, they don't need to see you, but, like, God forbid they feel you, they're not going to know you're there. Like, that's stupid. So I'm wondering, too, because it doesn't really give too much backstory. What I'm guessing is that the creatures were people that got stuck in the cave that evolved over time. I'm guessing they were, like, cavemen almost? No, 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 no. I think the creatures, I think, you remember how they said there was climbers there? Yeah, but that didn't evolve that much. That was hundreds and hundreds of years ago, they said. I wonder if they were, if the... Climbers had gotten stuck in the caves and lost, and they yeah that, that's what that's I'm saying. And were. then they evolved over time to live down there. But I mean, I'm talking more in regards to like the cave paintings that are in the cave. It's yeah, very, like it it could have it could have went both ways. But I I think it would be more likely for the cave like um you know the people who painted the cave uh paintings but all but the people who also painted that painted that there was two you know two exits and entrances to the cave so if they were they stuck w- down there they would have known that yeah so the 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 reason for the evolution wasn't couldn't have solely been the fact that they were stuck in the cave because it was obvious they they've they definitely they gotten know. out of the cave because it was it wasn't like all those animal bones and everything that was yeah. down there definitely. But you do have to think so is that if there if they are Wendigos, there's a reasoning behind the the whole legend behind that was people would eat flesh to live longer and that would mm-hmm. turn them into these creatures. So it could be something going back to like the lore of a of a Wendigo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely if it's a, if it's you know if they were Native American cave paintings and stuff like that, it it could definitely be a Wendigo kind of situation. I do agree. <laughs> but um, one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it, it's purely the way it's filmed. You don't really know what it is when she falls into like the lake of blood. <laughs> like yeah. you you don't really know if it's blood or not. It could just be because everything in the scene is red. The kind of camera they use. Yeah. And so not only that, I liked like to play into that, the lighting that they used because, you know, they had the different colored glow sticks and they had the flares and it was like, that was the lighting, like whatever color they were using, that's what color Mm -hmm. everything in the scene was. And I think at that point, yeah, she did have like a red flare if I remember right. Yeah, it was uh, a something, but, um, you know, going back to what you said off of like their hearing ability, because like. There was one scene that I kind of was just like, what? Like where they're like when they first when the creatures first get introduced, they're like mercilessly attacking them. Right. Like relentlessly just going at them. And then when they split up, there's a scene where the two of the girls are like walking through this thing and they're kind of like whispering to each other. And then it zooms to the rock over their head and there's like a creature who's like propped himself up there like hiding like. Mm hmm. It just it, it didn't it didn't really make sense to me that like they 
it, it was inconsistent. Yeah. Very inconsistent. I mean, the only thing I could think that might explain that is maybe they were, like, really hungry, and after eating a couple of these people's friends, like, they weren't as hungry to the point where they were, like, brutally trying to get food. But mm-hmm. that's that also feeds into what I'm saying, too. Like, there's parts where they're, like barely whispering or they barely they barely make a noise and the creatures hear them and attack them and then there's parts where they're like walking around having conversations or like yelling to each other and nothing happens mm-hmm. but all in or all like uh or or like the uh the scene where you first see him where the one chick's freaking out and she's yelling is there anybody there and the camera just kind of pans over and it's just kind of like standing behind her yeah mm-hmm. that's such a like that image, I, I know it was in the trailer for the movie, too, because I remember seeing it, and I think that's what ultimately made me want to see the movie when it first came out. But mm-hmm. that part right there is just such an iconic scene for me because it's, like, I can easily replay that scene in my head over and over. Like, Yeah. Well, I you know, it brings me back to the um, – you guys obviously remember Fuse Channel, right? Yeah. yeah. We were actually just talking about it the other day. They used to have the Chainsaw Awards, which was like, you know, the award show for horror movies. And The Descent won gorgeous scene because of that scene right there where they're like gouging the creature's eyes out and like bashing the like heads in with rocks. Yeah. It's definitely brutal. And they did a good job with the, not only with the creatures, but with the sets because the caves that were filmed weren't actual caves. They were sets that the crew had built they pretty much decided that filming in actual caves would be too unsafe so they built their own caves and that right there like if i didn't before i actually read that i just assumed that they filmed in caves because it looks like caves to me so oh, they, yeah they look completely real yeah so i mean not only just the creatures but the sets everything in the movie is just very well made okay wait I, I, there's one thing in the movie that bothered me and um, this is gonna be my only complaint cgi baths no, well, that that too. <laughs> but when uh, they get to, to the cave and they're looking in the opening of the cave, you can see that that is totally fake. Yeah. It looks like they drew the opening of a cave. <laughs> That's my... my only complaint in the CGI bats. That's it. <laughs> CGI bats. Take the CGI out, guys. Just stop. It, especially for these, this type of movie. Like, like, if it's a creature film... Base it on the special effects of the creature because that's what creature movies are to me is like very well done special effects. The thing is, is it would have been just as easy to take them to a location of a cave, film the outside of the cave, and then use the inside of your fake caves to film the rest of the movie, you know? Like you could have gotten a real cave, gotten a really cool look, but you chose to CGI it and it looked bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It would have been so easy. You could have you could have pulled up a uh, a clip from any National Geographic show yeah. of, of them like flying footage over a cave, and they could have totally just did that instead. Yeah, but Sierra pointed it out to me though. It's like they walk up to this ridge, and then there's just like a it's a pitch black hole. There's no depth to it. There's nothing. It's just pitch and like black. you can see like like soil around the rim of it but like it's like it looks like it like somebody took magic markers and drew soil like it, like one of the kids in my classroom did it yeah it was awesome well you know um in its defense there are some caves out there that actually are like that where they're just pits but they could have they could have chose a better angle or something like that to kind of show some of the light that went into the cave not just having a pure black well, hole I w- it wasn't so much the pit of the cave that bothered me it was just the the fact that like the 
it didn't the outer rim of it looked animated it didn't look like it was natural yeah mm. we'll have to look into that and see yeah rewatch it and then tell me what you think <laughs> so overall I'd, I'd give this like a a six out of ten i think I, really? Wow, Dylan, you've been talking about this movie that you wanted to do this ever since nine, we started talking about this podcast. And nine you give and it a, a half six. years, dude, he's been talking about this freaking movie. I like it, but I just, up in, like, the first hour of the movie is just, it drags on. You didn't and love I watching wanted... that Rod go through her husband's head in the beginning? That was fucking wicked. I, yeah, like, I don't care, <laughs> I didn't care about any of the characters or their backstories or how badass Holly was and like uh, <laughs> I hated Holly she, yeah, she was I, the least favorite character I feel like they spent an hour trying to build up these characters I'm guessing so that you cared when they actually died but I didn't I just wanted to see the creatures I wanted to see like mm. the terror I liked the main character I did care if she died or, or lived but everybody else was like replaceable to me yeah but I mean like I had said, like the sets and the creature design are good. There's definitely great scares in the movie. Um, I'm yeah. gonna really shock Dylan and give it a seven. Wow. <laughs> oh, she liked it more than Dylan, huh? I don't know if I liked it more than Dylan. I think our rating systems are slightly different. <laughs> so why why do you say seven? Um, I th- I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun to watch. It was enjoyable, and for me, if if. If I sit there and I'm having a good time watching it, it's successful. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I do agree with Dylan. The build up to getting to the actual cave itself was a bit much. It was it was still an amazing movie. Just the way they they played everything of like what it actually was. The ending was a smack in the face where you're like, oh, she escaped. You know, everything is good, and then all of a sudden she's boom back in the cave. You know. Um, kind of like a, a cock tease. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say eight because from, from, from the time I, I watched this movie for the first time, I've probably watched this movie like 50 or 60 times. Like <laughs> I want you so, to know, Rich, the whole time you were giving, we your, were guessing yeah, your rating. We were guessing your score. <laughs> oh yeah. What, what were the guesses? I guess five. I guess seven. <laughs> All right. So Dylan was the closest. Yep. I win. I, I was gonna go with the seven, but then I'm like, you know what? I've watched this movie a hell of a lot, so. Well, I mean, uh, I, it plays to like, I've watched it so many times, and I've hyped it up to Sierra. Like, I think the fact that I have watched it so many times shows that I did enjoy it. But mm-hmm. it's just, if I, I very much recall showing people this movie and skipping to like the hour mark and just going from there and they still enjoyed it from yeah. the time the creatures got introduced see I personally on. like build ups for certain movie I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that I like depending on the movie and the style of it I like I like a build up and for this movie it worked for me um I didn't think that they needed to go in depth about her husband because I feel <laughs> I feel like it was kind of, like, shitty. Like, he died, and they're like, oh, this guy's a fucking cheater. Like, he's dead. <laughs> like, let's disrespect the dead guy. You know, like, should he have been cheating? No, but he was dead. Like, le- let leave him be. He died brutally. Like, come on. I didn't think it was important, you know? So. Yeah. Who was that? Move away from the glass. It attracts us somehow. 
Splinter was a lower budget horror movie just primarily because it was filmed like 90% of the movie was just filmed at this gas station. And it's, you know, it's people who get carjacked by these these robbers and uh, they pull over at a gas station and boom, they get attacked by this weird creature kind of thing. Um, the creature itself is hard to explain. Um, the title Splinter kind of uh, sums it up just because they have these like black spikes coming out of them. Uh, it kind of takes over the body of whatever it infects. It's it's kind of I wouldn't you guys say it's an infection? Yeah, it, I think they explained it as like a parasite, almost. a mold. Yeah, it was like a mold, yeah, but it could, yeah. Once it like it enters the body through a splinter and it like slowly takes over the body and ends up deforming it pretty much. Yeah, it um, which is what I I I thought was so amusing about this movie, where it's like it. It doesn't just take over the body. It, it completely like does things to you that you you never would have thought. Like you know, the, the, I'll never forget. It. I'm like, okay, well, you know, the guy's a creature, and he's like, you know, but the guy was actually still alive, but his body was, you know, being controlled and contorted. Like, I'll never forget the scene when the one guy finds out that he's infected because he got like poked when they were trying to change the tire yeah, or something like that that like his his fingers and his hand were just bending in all different directions and you heard his bones breaking mm-hmm. and it was just like it, it was uh very i i thought it was a very outside the box movie for uh i definitely like think that. it had some unique ideas to it for sure yeah one thing i liked about this movie which was what i complained about the thing and the descent about was there was no slow burn to this movie it was like right to the point from the start and i really liked that aspect of it and when we were going over what we were going to do for this episode and we had settled on creature films i was kind of hesitant on doing splinter because the way that you had described it rich was like it's almost an infection and i was like oh we should save that for like an infection type thing and i was kind of weary going into watching it but after watching the movie now you agree with me that after watching the movie i could see why because it it pretty much turns people into a creature and the thing itself i guess you could consider a creature but more of a microscopic type like a parasite a parasite yeah yeah but um um, i i did like uh, sorry no keep going uh, what I was going to say, I, I really liked the creature when it did show in parts, um, specifically the when it had taken over the the junkie girl. I can't remember her name right now, mm-hmm. but um, it's the like junkie girl. Yeah, the junkie girl, <laughs> but like all of her bones were like twisted in different directions and like her head was like hanging sideways and like 
body parts were like separated from her body pretty much and i i thought that was a really creepy approach to it yeah and it was like it it was cool that it showed that this organism was like doing this completely on its own because the scene when when she gets attacked by because it was the guy in the bathroom right it was the guy who worked at the gas station and uh, when she opens the door, he's all contorted, but it, doesn't he say, like, kill me? Like, yeah, isn't he, he still says, alive? Like, he says, kill me, please, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he's been locked in the bathroom for who knows how long, infected with this thing. And his bones, every bone in his body was probably broken. He was all bent up, and he was still alive throughout this whole the whole process. Like, I couldn't imagine that sort of pain. And like, you know, the junkie girl, when she was dead and the body starts moving and everything, the the one guy thinks she's still alive. And the two, the two other people are like, don't go out there, man. Like, don't do it. And it's just dumb. Yeah. This is another movie too. I don't know if it's just creature movies in general for me, but I really don't care about the characters' backstories. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really didn't care about the couple and, like, oh, I'm so in love with him. And, oh, he's my reason for waking up in them. Like, all that cheesy, sappy shit. I was like, I don't want to see this. I want to see some, like, crazy creature shit. <laughs> I couldn't stand uh, the the husband. They were married, weren't they? They were celebrating their anniversary. Yeah, the husband was a giant pussy. I could not fucking <laughs> stand him. I know. I was like, dude, like, protect your lady a little bit, you fucking pussy. Yeah. I love well, you it. I love the, uh, fuck, I'm looking up their names because I'm, I'm trying to remember their names. I feel like I, tr- like, made it a point to remember their names to talk about it, and I just can't remember now talking about it. I don't know. That that guy um, irritated me, though, with his little curly hair and glasses. Yeah. Know-it-all. McGee. Well, Seth, Seth, Polly, and the convict's name was Dennis Farrell, and Lacey was the junkie girl. It's a very small cast. There's only... Like five people? Six people in the movie. Yeah, six people in the movie. Well, going back to what you said, crazy creature shit, um, one of the scenes I'll never forget is when, you know, his arms, his whole arm now is... um, What's the uh, convict's name? Um, Feral. They were called Feral in the movie. His name was Dennis. Yeah. Yeah, when, when his arm starts... You know, when it starts moving up his arm so it's no longer just his hand, it's like, you know, and uh, they find out that this, the the parasite is attracted to heat. It was just, it, it, you know, it was like honing in on, on body heat and any other sort of heat. So they're in the freezer and uh, they decide they're going to cut his arm off. And the only thing they have is they have a Swiss Army knife. No, they have a box cutter. A box cutter. That's yeah. what it was. So, yeah, so that that scene where they're just, like, they're going away at his arm and oh then gosh, take and then the, they, c- the cinder, cinder block. block. Yeah. yeah, to break through the bone. It was just brutal. I Absolutely. loved it, too, because the guy was like, you sure know how to get an arm off. Yeah. <laughs> After they, like, cut his arm off, and he's like, you can definitely cut an arm off. Great I, I like, too, that uh, Farrell, like, he kept going back to... Polly and he's like you got a firecracker and she's like getting pissed about it <laughs> yeah but like th- that's when I feel like the the guy actually did step up you know like uh um trying to freeze his body heat down like he definitely was the smart one of the group he was just a very <sighs> there's no other better word to describe it than pussy 
Yeah, just, I, the whole movie. For sure, he was he was probably afraid of his own shadow. After Lacey died, and it was just the three left, I was really hoping that the husband would die, and <laughs> Farrell and Polly would be the only ones left. Yeah, me they were, too. Those were the two characters that I liked in the movie. I really did not give a yeah. shit about the husband at all. I really. It sucked too because they went through the trouble of getting that guy's arm off and saving him, and then he like ended up dying anyway. Dying anyway. Well, wasn't he did. He Cutting his arm him. off didn't work, right? No, no it, it did work, but he, um, he, like, I think he got scratched again at yeah, the end. Yeah, he did, and his sh- he, no, he, they, uh... They showed his, his shoulder, shoulder, like... They, like, bit his shoulder or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So but, he's uh, like, go, oh, I got this, and then he shot up, like, the propane tanks and exploded the whole place. Well, wasn't it, uh, at the, at the very end, pretty much all the creatures that were infected kind of, like, mold together and create this, like, bigger creature? Wasn't that what it was? I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was something along those lines. The, all I know is they ripped a cop in half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and cop like, was so stupid, too. There's like, oh. you gotta get out, like, you gotta get out of here. And she's just like, I'm not going anywhere. And I understand, like, you're a cop, you think that... These people are in trouble. They're being held up by a convict. But like, clearly they're not that much trouble if they're telling but, you to leave. Yeah, they, they they were literally, like, get in the car and call for help. Like, get in your car. Like, And then she looked up and she saw the creature, like, jumping across the roof and stuff. And she's still well, just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> well, it, it was already a lost cause because, I, if I remember correctly, when she looked up, some of the shit dripped on her anyway. Yeah, mostly. So... She, she, she would have, have. I'm sure she still would have had enough time to get in the car and call for help, but. Oh well, yeah, hands down. But she was already infected. It was done. It was over. There, but, I, I. One thing I liked about this movie is the characters in it were not, besides the the cop who I just said, but the characters themselves were really smart. Like the stuff that they had come up with, and they had done st- these things using just stuff that you would find in a convenience store. Like they made the little grapple hook for the walkie talkie with the clothes hangers. Mm-hmm. And like they were creating heat to attract the creature using the firecrackers that they had sold at the, plus they were hiding in the, the, the drink cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that Dude, was cool. I would, they, be, they I would of... be back there pounding beers until like, <laughs> they thing were. Yeah, they that's were. what they were doing. <laughs> My whole, my thing with it is it's like if they just stayed in that freezer, they probably would have been pretty okay. They probably would have died. I don't not know. for a long like, time. Not for a while. They would have been able to make it till morning at least. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But do you think? Do you really think the creature would have just like? No, what I'm saying though is that in the morning, guess eventually... what? People would have came to the gas station to get some gas. Or like they they could have come looking for the cop if they knew the cop had shown up there. Like, somebody most likely would have eventually showed up. And if they were safe in the freezer, like, they could have turned the temperature up a little bit so it wasn't as cold. And they had drinks. They had food in the gas station. It just had to be cooler than the temperature outside. So it only had to be, like, cooler than 93 degrees. But you have to think, you keep your house on 7. We keep our house on 7. Well, let's, let's be honest. If it was the three of us in the situation... Um, and I, we got to a gas station and there was nobody working there, I would probably come out at the end of the movie out of the drink cooler drunk as hell and be like, what's going on, guys? Uh, like, Dylan would be hyped as fuck he would have, like, emptied out the monster cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan died of a heart attack before the monster even got inside. Exactly. <laughs> He's really hyped up until that point and then just keeled over. Yeah. Halfway halfway through the movie, Dylan just passes out from, like, the monster crash. 
<laughs> but no, I I liked the movie more than I thought I was going to. It wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. It wasn't the worst. I mean, I didn't go in with super high expectations that it was going to be this like groundbreaking <laughs> movie. But I went in with the sense that it was going to be enjoyable to watch, and I don't think I was let down by that. Um, no, if if they if they got rid of the husband in that movie, it would have been much better though. I can't stand him. <laughs> It like it made it almost hard to watch in scenes because he was just so annoying. <laughs> I my, I I I kind of wish they focused more on like showing the creature, and I'm guessing because it was a lower budget thing, there wasn't really a lot that they could have done with it. But there there was special effects done, but there was also a lot of like CGI parts. I mm-hmm. I think it would have been a little better if they had a higher budget to focus more on the makeup and the special effects than the CGI but like I said if it was a lower budget movie I can understand why yeah I don't know I really enjoyed this movie like you said Dylan it was a, it wasn't one of those movies like The Descent where it took an hour to build up to it like 20 minutes into the movie you know you're like what the hell's going on here no it was I think it was a fun movie again not like I'm I don't know if I'd watch it again like I think once was enough for me it wasn't bad um, I would definitely suggest it for other people to check out. Uh, I definitely think it, it's worth watching at least once. What do you give it, Sierra? I'll give it a 5.9. Five 5.9? 5.9. Couldn't even give it that point one. <laughs> no, I like the points. That's the point of it. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. What do you give it, Rich? Uh, you go first, Dylan. Uh, would I give the Descent a 6? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all gave the first one an eight. I think I'd give this one a six also. I mean, I liked it. It was very different from The Descent. I liked it for different reasons than The Descent. But I I think I'd give it a six. Like I said, it's not the best movie I've seen, but it's not the worst. I'm so excited for Rich's rating. Let's guess. Hey, Rich, we have your rating guessed. All right. I'm going to have to go with your point system on this one, Sierra, and go 7.5. I was wrong. (laughs) I was um, close. I guessed eight. Eight? All right. Yeah, half a point. That's not bad. I, I um, think Rich just didn't want to give all of them the same rating. <laughs> well, did I give both of them eights? Mm-hmm. Creature. Rich yeah. is a creature guy. Um, seven, 7.5. Um I feel like, you know, out of all the movies, this is the movie that I've seen the least Mm. Um, but I feel like if I was stuck with, you know, no internet and basic cable and I was flipping through the channels and it was on, I would probably stop 100% of the time and like finish watching the movie. Um, so, um, and I, I, I just thought it was really out of the box. I, I, we've seen stuff about, you know, creatures and parasites taking over people's bodies, but never to like this extent of it. Mm. It was just different and uh i i really like the angle that they took with it um as far as the ending i feel like they could that's my only quarrel with it i felt like they could have had a better ending to the movie all right guys that's going to wrap it up for our creature film episode we want to thank you so much for listening be sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at horror haven podcast to keep up with our later episodes and what films we'll be covering our next episode is going to be an episode based on killer cults so be sure to keep an eye out on our facebook and instagram on what movies we'll be covering have a good night